Welcome, everybody, to our show, to our morning podcast. This is the Prayer Revolution. I am Doyal Gurungadas, and here with my very good friend, prayer buddy, and co-host, Vera Bajaramdas, or lovingly Vera. And um, we've been doing this every morning since, since COVID lockdown started. And, um, you know, it's long overdue. I'm glad that we're finally here. This is a place for you, um, whatever your spiritual background is, whether you belong to a particular faith or practice or tradition, or you are a um, uh, just a solo spiritualist that just is interested in spirituality or believes in some sort of higher power, some sort of connection, um, and you're welcome here. And what we do is we say a morning prayer, and then we have a conversation about what it means to bring that mood of prayer into our daily life. Um, because it's a reminder. Prayer is not just a request, it's a reminder. It's a reminder to all of us, um, our eternal divine identity and how we can connect that divine identity with the higher power and live in tune with divine will in our life on a daily basis. And so um, sometimes we just need to be reminded about that. I need to be reminded of that all the time because I forget, because the world, the world does not naturally remind me of that, right? The world tells me that everything's out to get you. You're on your own. Figure it out. Muscle through it. Pull up your bootstraps. Rugged individualism. You know that's kind of the that's the message that we kind of get day to day from culture, from our mind. Um, and so we're just here to we're here to write a different script to send a different message. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. I love the idea of writing a different script. I love the idea of of actually writing the script of the vision of the life that we want to live. And, just want to give a, a shout out to Kelly Becker that is listening in today from a Philly ICU. Uh, she is with her patient and they're both listening in together. So mm-hmm. Kelly, we're so grateful to be with you and our prayers are with you and your patient and, and praying that uh, you're feeling connected to a higher power and that you're trusting in, in everything that's taking place. Thank you for sharing and being with us. Thank you, Kelly, and thank you for you and your patient being there with us. Sending you love and grateful for your service, Kelly. And um, thank you. Take it away, Vera. So let's lead us. Yeah. So okay, let's let's all get into a comfortable seat, get into a, a pause in our day, and um, get into a space of receiving. Just starting to take some nice deep breaths. We're going from the consciousness of doing, the consciousness of thinking we're the controllers, we're the doers, and so much is dependent upon us, which is the case. There's so many demands of our life, so many things that we'll be engaged in, so many responsibilities, duties, in different ways. Right now, we're just pausing for a moment, just recognizing that we are are together with a higher power, and that right now is an opportunity for us to reconnect for us to pause and for us to reconnect and to invite that grace into our life, invite that grace into our minds that can be riddled with so many difficult, challenging emotions, our hearts, invite that grace back into our life to see through the eyes of grace. So pray, my dear Lord, this prayer is my heart's offering to you. We come together every morning as a collective offering to put you in the center of our life, to reconnect with you. This is a collective offering of our devotion, of our love, whatever we can muster up as we come together, 
put you in the center of our life. This is an offering. It's an offering to you. Lord, help us to see the vision that you have for us in, in our lives. Help us to see that, that beautiful, simple, clear vision, what you wish for us in our relationships, what you wish for us in our work and our purpose and the depth of our spiritual practices, whatever takes place with our health and our life. Help us to see the vision that you have. Help us to see that every experience on the way to actualizing that vision, that pure, beautiful vision that you have for us, that everything on the way are steps that are leading us back toward you, that we can either look at those steps as obstacles, we can either look at those steps as obstructions, as blockages, or we can see everything in our life, everything is in some way helping to redirect us and to channel our energy, to channel our consciousness, to channel our full self back to you back into connection with you. So please give us the clarity. Let us see that vision. Let us see that beautiful, simple vision that you have for our life. It can be so complicated. It can question so much. What are we meant to be doing with our life? But help us to see that with clarity. Help us to see that with clarity within our hearts. And help us to move toward that vision of divine union with you the different ways that will manifest our life, the different ways we'll manifest our experiences of relationship and purpose and service in connection with you. Help us to see that. Help us to feel that much more clear about that beautiful vision that you have for us today in service to you. We can chant the Maha Mantra together. We're just, we chant these divine names. We call out, there's no, um, hard or fast rules for chanting these names. There are unlimited names of the divine. We call out this great chant, this Maha Mantra that delivers our mind, that delivers our heart back into union, back into connection with the divine to help to purify our consciousness to purify our heart, to help us to see with the eyes of God, to help us to see the world around us with those pure loving eyes. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Veer. I am. Um, I noticed. Uh, I noticed right as you were praying in the beginning, your 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 lovely wife Diana tuned in uh, to us on Instagram Live, and I was just a. Uh, just like a, a burst of appreciation shot up in my heart for her. I was thinking like, wow, she's coming in to listen, of course, to tune in. But I, I also just see like, wow, she's just coming in to support, you know, to, to be here and to show us that she's here. And, and um, I was just thinking about all the support that I know she gives to you in your life. And uh, she's a mother and uh, she's a teacher. She's a community leader. Um, and uh, she's a friend for you. And I, and I was just... If you're listening, Diana, I just wanted to send you just a, a, a wave of appreciation for the, the steady rock that you are in, in many people's lives, including, including this man right here, this beautiful soul, Vera Budger here. Um, and so, and how much, how, how, so much strength she has, you know, so much strength and courage and, uh, and depth of devotion. And so um, was just was just thinking about that as she tuned in so i wanted to send some love and appreciation out to our dear uh dear sister diana thank you so much for being here and thanks for for all your love that you give to so many and to this beautiful man right here 
and uh, and also I was so appreciative of seeing um, just here on Zoom. If you're tuning in on Instagram Live, if you're listening to a recording, we have a live Zoom chat that takes place every podcast. And as you were praying, Vera, I was just looking at the screens of faces, and everyone just had their eyes closed and palms in prayer. And I was just thinking, like, this is like so powerful, you know, like so powerful for people to be like, you know, everybody's just like, let me pause, let me just put something, let me put God in the center of my life. And everyone, like, every, we're, we're all kind of, I mean, I was gonna say we're all busy, but some of us may not, may or may more or less busy during this time, but I, I've been more busy than normal during this lockdown time. It's been kind of strange. But still, it's like, we're choosing to stop, tune in and be like, pause, Con pause, connect, humble. Like I saw, I saw tremendous humility from every person, you know what I mean? Like I, I saw humility and sincerity just kind of pouring out through the screens as I see people just like, my dear Lord, like, let me just turn over whatever I'm going through to you. It's just powerful. So I just want to give a shout out also to all of our, all of our Zoomers on Instagram live. I can't see you guys. So I don't know if, if you were, what you were doing or looking like, but the people that I did see, it was very touching and very sweet and, and uh, inspiring. You guys inspire me. So thank you. I've seen uh, Zoe posted on Instagram that she posted uh, Fortress, and and I love that. We were talking about that the other day. That you know, she said D X X Fortress, and uh, yeah, giving that shout out, giving that appreciation, you know, where it's due to just the nature of your of your illuminated heart. Doyal always appreciating seeing those opportunities to connect and share that love and. And uh, definitely, I really feel like that. I feel that there are people in my life that really create a fortress. And Deanna, for me, in so many different ways, has created like this. There are things that we, um, that we want to avoid in life. And there are things that we avoid that really actually we should not avoid. <laughs> you know, I, was, I, I was thinking about it, you know, this morning and like, okay, I, I want to, you know, I stopped watching scary movies probably like, I don't know, 10 years ago. I was just like, scary movies are not my jam. Like, I'm just, I got, I got, I'm too sensitive yeah. of a mind. If I love watching a scary it. movie, I'm like, I'm like warped out for like three days after, yeah. you know. When Scream came out, I didn't touch it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. That, that was still in my heyday. I was still, you know, absorbed. I was experiencing the, the flavor of horror in that time. But after some time, you know, just, okay, yeah, maybe that's something I want to avoid in my life. And it's okay. It's actually good to avoid that thing. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. There's, so there's, you know, that's a, that's a simple example. And I feel like what Deanna has done for me in my life is she has created, uh, you know, we, we together, we've created this fortress, but I feel so much that she has really helped me to recognize in my own life, because I have like all types of bad habits. Like I'm like, a, I, was, I was a mess, you know, I was not prepared for, for a, a goddess like her. And, um, and, you know, her patience and her, her commitment and kind of, you know, seeing uh, my potential and helping me to kind of actualize that helped me to really just stop letting so many things that really I wanted to avoid. I just didn't know how to, to stop letting those things into my life, you know? And, and so I feel like just being around her is like this protective fortress where mm. I do the things 
that nourish my soul. I do the things that help me mm. to grow. I behave in a way which I'm proud of, which I, which I believe is you know, the way I, I want to be in my life every day, every moment. So mm. I feel that way. And, you know, a little shout out to Dee for sure in that. And, and I feel that way with you, you know, so often, you know, we're, we're going through different experiences in life, different uh, challenges and, and leadership and whatnot. And anytime I talk to you, I just feel, I feel this protection you know i feel this 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 clarity this illumination like i'm able to see a little bit more clearly the life that god wants for me the life that krishna wants for me he wants me to be happy he wants me to be empowered my divine mother sri radha she wants me to experience selfless love she wants me to to see how beautiful i am intrinsically like all these these beautiful um Mm. The, the vision God has of us, you know, and the vision, the, the vision of a life with yourself, different friends in my life like that, that through your vision and through your association and through that closeness with you, it, it, it becomes so much more clear, yeah. the life that God wants of me. So appreciating you, appreciating Deanna and, uh, and just kind of, Highlighting that and opening that up, the life that God wants of us. We're talking about the, you know, Bhagavad Gita chapter 12, looking at these verses. It's like, man, mm. oh, to experience a non-envious heart, right? To experience like a heart that just looks at life and appreciates, that looks at people and appreciates, that sees the beauty, that sees the joy. Like even through the challenge, even through the difficulty, even through the storms, like that sees that. You know, and 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 says it and shares it, the life that God wants of us. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so has to be reflecting on that, and and just the the power of being able to see the vision of life that God wants of us. The power of connecting to that mm-hmm. vision. That vision is so empowering. It's so powerful, and what it does, you know, for us in our life to be able to build our life around that vision and work toward. Gianna wrote you two are quite the team that's what I think about you guys that's what I think about the two of you guys (laughs) you and Rassica bro you guys you guys are awesome I love it I remember one time on your birthday celebration we had like a you know a little thing we do on our, on our birthday. Sometimes we'll we'll uh, we'll all get together and then we'll go around. And everybody will just say nice things about the person. Ananda, we should do that for you. It's Ananda's birthday today. One of our listeners. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna write you a note, Ananda, and say wow, all the things I appreciate about you. But one time on Vera's birthday, um, Diana was mentioning and, and her sharing, you know, like how much how much you do Vera that goes unseen so often, you know, like whether it's working late at night, communications, you know, late night emails when, you know, you're, you're just always kind of working on things and doing things. And, uh, and I was just appreciating like, yeah, like how much, how much you give and share with the rest of the world and how much, like how much patience and sacrifice and, and dedication that, that, that brings out of Diana. You know, when she like how she supports you in your in your service in a way, because you're such a giving person. So just for all of us to not take for granted, like as much as we're taking from you and getting from you, that is a, a sacrifice. that's also being made on the back end. 
and um you know and and i'm just appreciating that you know steady steady thank you donna for sharing this beautiful man with the world because we are very grateful for it um and so and as you were mentioning we've been reading a little bit from these from these verses um in the in the end of the 12th chapter of the bhagavad gita there's these beautiful verses um we read two of them yesterday um mentioning that one is who is not envious but is a kind friend to all living entities who does not think oneself the proprietor and is free from false ego, who's equal in both happiness and distress, who's tolerant, always satisfied, self-controlled, and engaged in devotional service with determination, their mind and intelligence fixed on me. Such a devotee of mine is very dear to me. And then uh, verse 15 was carrying on. We, we, we started talking about these verses a couple of days ago, Veer, and you said that you had some thoughts on them. And I just ran with them and did most of the talking, but I wanted to know if you wanted to read one or two and, if you had thoughts you wanted wanted to share on them, it's just go, it's going through this beautiful, beautiful section where Krishna is saying, "Hey, like, it's the internal qualities that I'm looking for. It's the internal mm -hmm. qualities that 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 make you shine, and that mm -hmm. ultimately bring that that spark in your heart, you know." And so, um, mm -hmm. yes, yes. I, I mean, I love just reading, and I love hearing from you, DG, and and I'm happy to to read and. and whatever yeah whatever inspiration comes up i mean i was i was just thinking about it this morning as i was sitting down and and uh after meditation you know there's some stillness of the mind and and the breath has been flowing and the present moment is very rich my mind is, is more peaceful more calm and just like okay like the vision for my life you know is the vision that god has for my life that's there's already a vision I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need to create it. And yes, there are details to that for sure. But like, there's a result, there's a goal that, you know, Krishna's laid out in the Bhagavad Gita for us and that, okay, wow, I want to aspire. I want to aspire to journey through life and navigate through life and, and attain that goal, you know, whether it's in this life in this body, or it's in a future body or future life to be able to, to actually, you know, give my life to, uh, to attaining this vision and this goals, these beautiful goals that he has for us. And so, mm. um, yeah, I'd love to read a little bit and uh, I'd love to discuss. We got, um, so I'm, I'm on text 15 right now. Should we start from there? Yeah, sounds great. Um, we're in chapter 12, text 15 of Bhagavad Gita as it is. He by whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anyone who is equipoised in happiness and distress, fear and anxiety is very dear to me. And we can just close our eyes and just listen to these words, right? This is the words of the divine, uh, divine guidance for us in our lives. He by whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anyone, who is equipoised in happiness and distress, fear, and anxiety is very dear to me. You know, and when I'm reading this, I'm just, I'm hearing like, man, you know, Krishna wants us to experience a love without conditions. You know, Krishna wants us to come into that space of consciousness, come into that space of our heart that no matter what's taking place in my life, the dam doesn't come down on my experience of closeness with God. The dam doesn't come down on my experience of, of expression of my soul, my heart, the deepest sentiments of love that are there. That 
that's not being blocked by the different challenges that are going to take place, fear, anxiety, there's happiness that will come in life. We get swept away with it. There's the stress that can come and can send us into downward spirals, you know, that being able to all of these, the storms of life, the beautiful breezes, the, the fragrant flowers and the challenges, the face in the mud, the dualities of this world that that's, we're going to experience that all to different varying degrees. We're going to experience happiness and distress and, and that our connection with the divine isn't based off of that. And our connection with, with actually experiencing love and being able to share it, it's not based off those dualities. We see you know, the examples of saints. We see the examples of people like Mother Teresa. We look at, you know, in the, the, the Vedic teachings, people like Haridas Thakur, you know, or we see, you know, the life of Lord Jesus Christ. We see, you know, people that have gone through the, the most uh, the unbelievable suffering and gone through the most unbelievable ridicule and, and have been, been done so much wrong to. And they keep loving. They're loving with, without conditions. They're vessels, they're instruments of, of God's love. And they're the benefactors, right? They're the benefactors through the suffering and through the, the, the beauty uh, of life. They're the benefactors of being able to stay in that consciousness. And so, and then hearing, you know, that we're, we're kind of starting it off, that we're recognizing our own, um, our own status of consciousness, our own status of actions and our own status of thinking that, who am I putting into difficulty in my life? You know, am I, am I walking through life and, and causing harm to people, causing harm to animals and causing harm to nature? And, you know, what, you know how, how good am I doing with that? How can I look at myself and recognize that, you know, Krishna is saying it starts with this. It starts with this loving way of being, you know, the sensitive, the sensitivity to recognize actually, you know, how can I, as I tread through life, how can I tread lightly you know, and not put people into difficulty, people into a disturbed state of consciousness through my, mm. my interactions with them. So yeah. we're, get, we're getting a map for it. We're getting a lot of homework. I have a lot of, I have a lot of homework immediately. We could, we could close the prayer revolution. Yeah. Uh, take the, take practice of not putting people into difficulty or disturbing them. And, uh, we would have a lifetime of, of practice and homework. I was thinking Love of this. to hear your I was, thoughts. I was, I was thinking that. Hear what you're, um, what you're thinking about. He's mentioned about whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anybody. And I was thinking of that. What does it mean to be not disturbed by anybody? Like, what does that actually practically look like? And, and how is that even necessarily a spiritual a principle? Um, and in the commentary, uh, Srila Prabhupada mentions. Um, at the same time, if others, if others try to put a devotee into anxiety, they are not disturbed. It is by the grace of the Lord that they are so practiced that they're not disturbed by any outward disturbance. And then he gives, and then he explains why. Actually, because a devotee is always engrossed in Krishna consciousness and engaged in devotional service, such material circumstances cannot move them. Generally, a materialistic person becomes very happy when there is something for their sense gratification in their body. But when they see others have something for their sense gratification and he hasn't, they are sorry and envious. When they're expecting some retaliation from an enemy, they're in a state of fear. 
And when they cannot successfully execute something, they become dejected. So like material life is just like your total material life is basically you just become a victim of circumstance. You're mm-hmm. just like a total victim of circumstances. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like being, it's like being a sports fan. Being a sports fan is like signing up for, it's just like, it's like latching yourself onto a roller coaster because you have, you have no control over any, people get so superstitious, you know what I mean? It's like, you gotta wear your special hat or, you know, stand up when they're doing this. And it's like, you're watching a sports game and you're hoping for success or failure, success of your team, failure of the other. But it's like, you have no, absolutely no control over any of these outcomes. And you're about to attach your emotion, like your entire state of being your joy and your sorrow to like whether that ball goes in the hole or not, or whether somebody like tackles that guy or not. It's like, it, when you really, when you really think about it, if you try to explain it, like sometimes it's, it's, it's interesting if you try to explain things to like an alien race of people, like try to explain something like if aliens visited a planet and you under and try to explain what's happening. It's like, we're watching a bunch of people that we have no communication with and no control over. And we're, we're, we're giving our sense of happiness and well-being and, and, and joy or sadness over to the outcome of what they do. You know, you kind of be like, you guys are, you guys are weird. You know what I mean? Like, you, can, you guys are totally weird, you know? But that's material life in a nutshell. You know what I mean? We're totally attaching our sense of well-being, of happiness, based off of just how material energy. It's like a lottery. You know, a lottery, it's like a... You know, like you ever have those, like those, those balls, you know, like ever seen, like, I don't know if they still do the lottery this way, or it's like, you know, that all the, all the balls yeah. are just coming and then the ball comes out. It's like, oh, it's a 67. Like, oh, it's a 23. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's just, it's just, it's just all the ping pong balls just kind of mixing together and one pops out. It's like our life, it's just material energy, just in this soup, in this big, in this big bumper car race of my body and your body and material elements. They're all just kind of like, in Sanskrit, the word sometimes for the material energy is jagat, J-A-G-A-T, which means in motion, moving. It's just material energy, just moving. And sometimes that material energy that I think is pleasurable comes to being and morphs and forms into something. Sometimes what is pleasurable for somebody else comes in being and goes away. And I'm just, I'm just attaching myself to like these, this smoke of mirrors, the shape of the clouds that kind of like form in a way that I think is pleasurable. And then that cloud just kind of dissipates and goes away. And it's like, Prabhupada saying in the commentary, like a person becomes happy when there's something for their sense gratification in body, but they become when something for their satisfaction and they haven't, when somebody else has something that they don't have, they become sorry and envious and up and down and up and down. Then the last sentence, he says, a devotee who is always transcendental to these disturbances is very dear to Krishna. And so it's like, in order for me, mm. and I was thinking of this, I, I just looked up and I was thinking, I found this, there's this quote from Abraham Lincoln, where he says, you can tell, you can tell the greatness of a person by what makes them angry. Mm. You know, you can tell the greatness of somebody about what makes them angry, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, what are the things, what are the things that dis- that do disturb me in life? Mm. You know what I mean? what are the things that are disturbing me in life? And it's, and what Prabhupada's saying there in the purport, in the commentary, is he's saying that actually, because, because a devotee, a spiritual person, is always engrossed, like absorbed, it dedicated, like I'm, like I'm busy. You know, ever, 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 like, like my wife does, like she gets in the zone, like she'll tell me like I'm in the zone right now. She's working, she's, she's creating her own business, like starting Vija clothes, or she's sewing a mask, or like I have a question, she's like, I'm in the zone right now, I can't talk. 
you know <laughs> ever ever you ever been in the zone you know it's like i'm in the zone i can't get into it. like i just need to focus you know what i mean and 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 so it's like okay i know it's letter b she's in the zone you know and so it's like we got to be in the zone and so when material desires when somebody disturbs us because like oh blah 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 somebody says something that we didn't like or somebody didn't say something that we wanted them to say or we didn't get what we wanted it's like i'm in the zone like i'm i'm busy what are you busy with i'm busy with with shedding my material identity and reconnecting myself to my higher spiritual power and going back home back to the spiritual world like that's what I, i'm i'm very busy and how long is it going to take you like this lifetime you know? <laughs> if i'm lucky hopefully by the end of this lifetime i won't have to come back and i will have succeeded and i will and i will and i will i will you know and all of the things that i think are disturbing me it's like they stop not because they stop happening not because it's like it doesn't like affect you in the same, not because it's not happening, but because it's just not, it's not bugging you the same way it did because you, you're, 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 you're busier than, than you're too busy for that. I'm too busy. Yeah. Con connected to that higher consciousness, you know, as we're talking about it, just, you know, in this verse, like, okay, the, the vision that, that Chris is laying out last night, we had a community group and we're working on, uh, on nonviolent and we're working together on it and it's, uh, it's been a very um yeah been a very dynamic connection with everybody and you know one who's not putting people into difficulty and who's not disturbed by anyone like to be like what i'm hearing you say it's like we're in that zone that okay some some disturbance some difficulty some, some challenge comes to me how i process it and how i respond to it in god consciousness you know and with everybody that I interact with, you know, I'm bringing empathy, I'm bringing compassion, bringing grace. I'm there as a listener, right? I'm there as somebody that is there to support them, whatever their story is, whatever the drama, whatever is going on, you know, that this is, this is one principle. It's, I'm, not, I'm not giving a blanket statement to all relationships, but a principle that we're looking to not put people into difficulty is that we're, we become listeners. We're with people, we hear them, we have that compassion and that, that, that pause to actually be with them for those moments, whoever it is that comes through our life. Mm. And if we're able to, okay, now, now all of my output, all of my output is I'm working to be compassionate. I'm working to really be understanding. Like St. Francis Prayer, you know, it's, it's not that I'm seeking to be understood, but I'm seeking to understand. Like that becomes my output, right? It's not that I'm, I'm looking to be, Loved by people, I'm demanding, I'm expecting love, I'm looking to yeah. love, like I have control over that. And that's how I'm, I'm not putting the difficulty, I'm, I'm bringing love into people's lives, you know? And the disturbance I could take on from. Yeah. And wherever they're at, yeah. I'm able to sit with them, be with them, and be yeah. able to hold, hold that space for, for this, this beautiful vision for all yeah. of us. You know, it's a great benchmark. I was thinking of this. Um, I was thinking of, of Richard Rohr. We, read, we were reading this book individually, this book, Falling Up with Richard Rohr. And a while ago, Richard Rohr was interviewed by none other than um, uh, her lady, Oprah. He was on the Oprah show, Super Soul Sunday, whatever it was. And he was talking about this distinction between the false self and the true self. And he said that the false self, um, it said, it's how do I know if I'm acting for my false self or my true self? He says, sometimes it's obvious 
when someone isn't being their true self. Other times it can seem impossible to tell, but he says there's, there's a distinction and that true self is, is our eternal spirit, our eternal identity. And so he says, how can we access and manifest that true self? And he said, it's largely a matter of letting go of that false self. So he says, he gives an example for himself. He says, let's say someone doesn't kiss up to me and call me father or respect my importance or my intelligence. He says, so I'm offended. But then I said, what part of you, Richard, was offended? He said, it's always the false self. And he says, the true self can't be offended. There's nothing to offend. It's too large. <laughs> it's too large. It's too grounded. It's too real. He said, that's my simple rule of thumb, Oprah, stop laughing, for how to recognize the false self whenever you take offense. And that's why our good friend and teacher Raghunath has in one of his six pillars of bhakti is I take no offense. Why do I take no offense? It's because I'm just cruising for a bruising. I'm a spiritual masochist, like come and abuse me. It's like, no, because I recognize that when I'm taking offense, I am situated in my false self. It's my false self that takes offense. And mm -hmm. as I go deeper into my true spiritual, I realize that my true self, as he says, it's too large. It's too real. It's too grounded. It's too deep. And so the true self cannot be offended. And so if I'm feeling offended, it's like, okay, don't, don't ignore that, but just recognize that's a signal that I'm operating out of my false self. And so when Krishna says in the 12th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, one who, by, by whom no one is put into difficulty and who, no, who is not disturbed by anyone, it means one who's situated in their true self. And how do I become not disturbed by anyone? I dig deeper into my true self. And how do I access that true self? Prayer revolution. That's what we're here for. It's a, re it's a revelatory consciousness. And so you create that by prayer, moment to moment. My dear Lord, please release me from my false self. You know, there's this, some, some stories like, how do I, what's it like to be trapped in, you know, sometimes it, there was, it's, like, it's, like, it's like if you're holding onto a cactus and saying, ow, ow, release me from this cactus. It's like, stop hugging the cactus, you know? Sometimes, you know, we're the ones that are holding on to the sense of false self. And so it's like, my dear Lord, please just release my grip. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so that's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for you. That's my prayer for all of us is that maybe we'd be more situated in our true self. And uh, Vera is starting to put the dance move on. That means it's our time to go. Come on. Let's hear it, DG. Let's get that outro going. Yeah. Vera, Vera, did you write on the chat board, Vera, don't want to be a player no more? I did write it. I did. Prince said, now I can't be played. So Vera doesn't want to be played no more. We don't want to be played by our false self, material nature. We need to get some outro music for this podcast. We are so glad that all of you guys are tuning in. Special announcement. We are officially today, we're officially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can search us on Prayer Revolution to spot Spotify or SoundCloud or YouTube or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. We want to get our ratings up there. It's a great service to us. Um, we love get you moving, guys. guys. Come on. Let's get you moving. Let's get your shoulder. Let's get you moving. Come on. We need to get Yeah, that's it. That's it. We've been sitting too long. We've been sitting too long. We love you guys. Please write to us at prayerrevolution at buckysenator.org. We love your feedback. We love your questions. We love your input. And um, tune in next time. We'll be here tomorrow. We'd love to see you guys. Thank you all so, so much. Be well, everybody. Take care. Thanks for being here. Hari, hari.
Bye-bye.